My next guest is a financial therapist that helps women coaches, service providers, and course creators proactively manage their personal and business finances despite having fluctuating income. Please welcome Sarah Blanchfield. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders podcast. And I'm here today with Sarah. Sarah is the budgeting queen. She is amazing, and I'm so excited to have her here and interview her today. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me on. I am excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I'm excited too. So feel free to share with us who you are, what you do, who you help. So... As she said, I am all about (laughs) budgeting. So my name's Sarah Blanchfield and I am a financial therapist and uh, I founded my business, my Bulletproof Budget, um, to help online female entrepreneurs, specifically people who are creating online courses and people who are coaches and service providers, really help them use budgeting in a way that provides them security and stability, despite the fact that they're doing that variable income roller coaster that we like to live as entrepreneurs (laughs) and really help them grow and scale their business using finance and also help them just feel really secure and build that dream life that they're wanting to build by owning their own business. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I feel like everyone could benefit from you, your services and what you do. And I'm curious to know like your name, like the Bulletproof Budget, like where does this start from? Like, how did you choose that name? I just find it so good. (laughs) So when I was really trying to think about what it meant to me, like what, you know, my kind of journey and coming to this place, I've always been interested in personal finance Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, I have been on like my own little personal roller coaster with my finances. Like I grew up in a family that didn't have very much. And then at 18, I was like homeless, living out of a truck, pregnant, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Like money has been a struggle for me at different points in my life. And I learned so early on that my ability to manage my money made such a difference in how happy I was with the quality of life and it that I could have. And it wasn't about how much I had, but how I was able to use it to have the things that were meaningful to me. So mm. the first thing, like when I got my own apartment right away after living out of a truck, 
that was amazing. And it didn't matter that it was a teeny tiny apartment with terrible carpet, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> it was like, Oh my gosh, I have my apartment. And then when I could buy, like when I could buy enough groceries to have tacos with like all the toppings, it was like, yes, I have made it, <laughs> you know, like it's these little victories that make our lives so much different. And I realized I was like, you know, if you kind of have your finances figured out, you have this feeling of being more invincible. And that's where I kind of got the idea of bulletproof budget. So the concept, the idea of being bulletproof with your finances is mm-hmm. life comes at you. I mean, 2020, hello. <laughs> we know that you cannot prepare for everything that happens in your life, but really so much of what happens in our lives is kind of predictable. You don't know when it's going to happen. Maybe you don't know when your car is going to break down. You don't know when your water heater is going to die in your house or, (laughs) you know, your landlord's going to raise your rent like crazy amount, but the chances of that happening are pretty good. So Mm -hmm. if you can prepare for those things so that when they happen, you're like, Oh, that's annoying. Instead of like, Oh crap, (laughs) my life is falling apart. You feel invincible. You have this feeling of resiliency, like, I can take on anything because I got this. I'm prepared. Like, I remember a time in my life when my car breaking down was, like, the end. I was going to lose my job. Then I was going to be able to have my apartment. Everything in my life, I was going to have to move in with my parents. It was, like, the whole thing. Yeah. Now, if, you know, the check engine light comes on, (laughs) smoke starts billowing from the front, which can always happen to us, right? It's like, oh, irritating. I guess I'm going to have to like drive my husband's car for a couple of days, but I have the money. So things that used to be crises become annoying or irritating or something that just makes you realize like, you know what? I got this. Like, this is not a problem for me anymore. And that comes from creating a financial plan that accounts for those things so that when life happens to you, you feel bulletproof. Oh my gosh. I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. And I mean, a lot of people need to hear this episode right now. (laughs) It's, it's a big deal. I mean, when you're, you know, we've all been through so much in the last year. It feels like, seriously, kick me, kick us while we're down, right? (laughs) Can there be another crisis? Please. We are not ready. But it makes such a difference when you have a whole toolkit of strategies that you can Mm -hmm. use for whatever comes at you. And that's really the other component of being bulletproof is that it's not one thing. It's not the perfect strategy. It's not you have to maintain this perfection or else. It's having a whole toolkit of things that you can whip out at any moment to fix whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's also this, this part where you say you also use behavioral psychology. And I'm interested to learn more about what that means and how you use it specifically. I am. Yeah. So this is the part that really was a huge game changer for me. So like, as I mentioned, like, huge personal finance geek, like from way back, I had a teacher that inspired me in high school. And I was like, okay, I like this. It's pretty cool. I actually went to college for my finance degree and learned like all the things like I can whip out a really fantastic spreadsheet and Excel like no business. (laughs) 
And so when I was going through my college degree, I'm an adult, I'm a single mom, I'm going through college. I'm like, okay, I know all of this stuff, but actually like implementing it into my life is like really hard. Why is it so hard? Mm. Like (laughs) I can make the numbers work and look really pretty on the paper, but I still want to eat takeout and go shopping. (laughs) And it like, and then all the numbers don't work anymore. And I found it so frustrating that in all of my research at the time, like all the advice was, you just have to have the, get the numbers right. Get the, it was all about the numbers. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Why is it? But that doesn't keep me from wanting to go to the mall. <laughs> like I it, like, <laughs> this does not help me. Like, and what happens what happened to me and what I talk with this exact same thing I talk with my clients about is we feel like there's something wrong with us. Hmm. I must be broken. They keep everybody saying that if I can get the numbers to work, I should be able to accomplish it. So I must be the thing that's wrong. Hmm. And when I learned about behavioral economics and psychology, what it is, is most of our traditional economics is kind of this decision made in a vacuum kind of concept. Like mm-hmm. we, you just take the numbers and you make the math work and <laughs> it's perfect. That's awesome. But that's not how we make financial decisions. Behavioral economics and psychology studies the way people actually interact with their financial decisions. It shows how, what part of our brains actually light up when we hear about the word free and sale and what happens when we use a credit card versus cash and how we make different financial decisions. When you can understand how your brain actually functions, you can then rearrange your environment to help set yourself up for success. Mm. And that changed everything for me when I realized that by trying to straightjacket myself into just going by the numbers and ignoring all of my emotions, all of my feelings, really all of my kind of coping mechanisms that had to do with shopping, I was setting myself up to fail and then blaming myself for my failure when really it was the system that had failed me. Mm. Because it was basically saying, oh yeah, that thing that you like to do that makes you feel better when you feel like blue you know, when you go to Sephora, you can't do that anymore. That's not, that's not good for you. Well, then I felt blue and poor and I had no new lipstick, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and then you just feel like more poo, you know? Yeah. But when I could understand, you know what, these things are important to me. I like these things. They make me happy. If I could just plan for them, then I could make the numbers work and still achieve my goals and still get to go to Sephora. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I believe that you should plan the things in your budget that you Mm -hmm. enjoy, no matter what it is. My husband likes video games. We saved for that PS5 that came out. I don't even know how long ago because I don't play video games. We play, we saved for that thing and for like hundreds of dollars worth of games for like a year and a half. I don't care about the PS5, but he does. So when the pre-sale came out, we popped that money down and he had his PS5 on pre-sale. 
and he felt so good because it's important to him. Yeah. Behavioral psychology is about making sure that you are meeting your emotional needs because you're going to meet them anyway. You're going to use money as a strategy to meet your financial and emotional needs. That's what we do. So you might as well create a plan that lets you do it. Yes, absolutely. And I totally relate with the PS5 thing. My husband is the same. He saved for that thing forever. And he was so excited when he got it. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, it's a thing. Like, it's got a place of pride in our living room you know there's he wanted the special controllers he wanted the docking the whole nine yards yeah. you know what that's part of how we keep our relationship from having money issues because we recognize that there are different things that are important to each of us yeah and totally. we carve those into our budget He's never going to understand my obsession with going shopping for makeup and clothes. And I'm <laughs> not really going to understand his obsession with, you know, Resident Evil. But that's okay. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. And it's so true. And I feel like everyone will relate to this for sure. Um, I saw a quote on your Instagram page that really spoke to me. And I want to dive deeper on that. It says you don't need to earn more money to become wealthy. So I want to like understand the meaning behind this because I feel like it's so powerful. And a lot of people, you know, have that misconceptions that they need to earn more uh, to have more. Oh, yeah. So the example I like to give when I'm talking about this is because for so many people, they think that the reason that they have money problems is they don't have enough money. If I just had enough money, my money problems would go away. You know, <laughs> if I just had more money at the top of like the budget, then obviously there's more money to go around. I mean, mathematically, if we're just thinking about the numbers, that makes sense. But since we tend to increase our spending in relation to our money increases, mm -hmm. there's like a whole principle around that. Very technical you know, we don't need to really understand it because we all know we do this, right? You know, you get a raise and somehow you like, are like, sweet, I can afford streaming services. And then your rate goes away. Um, but what happens is we convince ourselves that we need more income to fix our money problems. But having more money doesn't actually change your behavior or your relation to money and how you use it. So the example I like to use is the leaky bucket. So people use this example in lots of different ways. But for me, the way I describe it is you have a bucket and, you know, that's your budget and you're trying to constantly pour water in it. That's your income. More water, more water, more water. I'm trying to fill up the budget. Like I'm trying to be wealthy, but your bucket has holes mm -hmm. because you're leaking money in different areas that maybe you don't really want to address. Maybe you don't know how to address Maybe you're just not sure. Most people were never taught about budgeting. They were never taught about money or whatever they were taught was probably not very good. <laughs> so they don't know what to do with these holes. So they're like, but if I just fill the bucket faster, the holes won't matter. <laughs> I can pretend the holes are not there. But the faster you pour water into the bucket, the bigger the holes get, the faster the water pours out of the holes. And it doesn't matter how much money you put in the bucket, it never mm -hmm. gets full. Until yeah. you figure out how to fix the holes. That's why people can become rich and famous and get millions and millions of dollars 
and be broke in a couple of years. That's why people win the lottery and go right back to being broke in a couple of years. We're like, how the heck did they do that? They had so much money. (laughs) Because the money doesn't change your behavior. Yeah. When you know how to manage what you have, you can have more. And when you fix the holes in the bucket, the bucket then becomes filled with the income you already have. Yeah. And that's essentially what I do. I teach people how to, in a nutshell, I teach people how to fix the holes in their bucket. Oh my gosh. So they can use the income to fill their bucket now. So they don't have to keep working themselves into the ground and they don't have to keep working long hours just trying to bring in more income only to watch it just bleed (laughs) right out of the bucket. Oh my gosh, this is so good. So, so good. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I know it's going to serve and help a lot of people. (laughs) It's it's just not something that's talked about in that way enough. And we've, there's so much shame and guilt and frustration that we carry with us in our internal money scripts and the stories that we've been told about money. You know, and that's the other aspect of being a financial therapist is we talk about those things. I talk about my those with my clients about like, what are you carrying around with you mm. that's preventing you from using money in a way that's strategic, that that's really going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you poking holes in your own bucket? Because <laughs> we do that, you know. Yeah. If we are convinced that making money is going to be hard we'll make it hard. If we're convinced that I'm a spender, I'm not a saver, guess what? You'll make that come true because what you tell yourself in your subconscious comes out in your actions. And so we do that. We, when I'm working with my clients and when we go through my Bulletproof for Life program, we work on subconscious reprogramming to tell Mm -hmm. ourselves better money beliefs so that it helps reprogram our actions to the things we want. Yes. Oh my gosh. That the power of the mind is so like, wow. It it changes everything. The way you you believe in yourself and what you manifest in your life. Oh my gosh. It's like all related <laughs> for <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> it is. And there's there's a lot of people that are kind of one way or the other about yeah. finance. It's either all about the numbers or it's all about the woo. And I feel like th- I feel like it needs to be a blend, yeah. right? You need strategy and you need to understand how to get your mind right. And so blending those two things together is part of what makes what I do different. So yes, we talk about mindset. Yes, we talk about subconscious reprogramming and your money scripts and getting those things right. We do tapping and things like that. And at the same time, you're learning how to set up your bank accounts to make it easier on yourself. And you're learning how to pay down your debt in a way that makes sure that you don't actually rack it back up again because we've all been there. Yeah. You know, pay it off with your tax return and then (laughs) creep back up the whole rest of the year. I mean, I know this happens. I've done it. I lived in that cycle for years until I figured out how to finally not do it anymore. Yeah. So... You need both. Yeah, so, so good. Definitely, definitely. I agree 100%. Um, So I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm really curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? It means impacting people's lives. 
I do what I do because every single person's life I touch makes me so freaking happy (laughs) (laughs) that they watching the light bulb comes on, like watching when it comes on, you're like, they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought about this before. That makes everything I do worth it. That's why my business exists is because I know how powerful this has been for me. And if I can help guide someone, not so they are eternally dependent on me, the budgeting guru, (laughs) I want them to learn from me and never need me again. I want them to learn from me and be so confident that they've got it. They've nailed it. They are bulletproof. They don't, you know, maybe they hang out with me still because they think I'm funny and I do weird (laughs) things, but they don't have to rely on someone else. Mm -hmm. They have graduated from that. And that's insane. Being able to lead people in that way, Mm -hmm. that's power to me is to help people fully embody their own power in their own life. That's huge. Yes, 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 yes. Love it. Love it so much. So do you know, have like any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with us, maybe around debt, um, anything that could be useful for the entrepreneurs listening to us today? I think the most important thing is don't wait. Don't wait. I hear this so often. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get my money right before <laughs> I figure out my finances. Yeah. And I understand that mindset because, again, we can feel ashamed. We want to look good. We want to make sure that we don't, you know, it's hard. It's kind of, it requires vulnerability Mm -hmm. to share with someone how your finances look. Mm -hmm. And believe me, (laughs) I, if you've done something you're ashamed of with your finances, I have probably already done it. (laughs) I have done every single stupid thing you could probably do with your finances. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like talking with people. Don't wait. Don't wait till it looks pretty to seek help Mm. because waiting to say, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep trying this strategy. That's already currently not working before, you know, to, to get it to work before I try something new, you know, that's not going to work. It's okay to try something new and it's okay to say, you know what? I wasn't taught this. The fact that you weren't taught and you don't know it is not a reflection on you. You are strong and powerful for wanting to know more and for learning it yourself, probably as an adult and taking the steps to do so, which most people don't even do. You should be proud of that. Mm -hmm. Totally. So just start. Yes. Just start. You got this. <laughs> yes, you can do it. it. You can do it. And it doesn't have to be grandiose and this big thing. You can start with teeny tiny things. Yeah. You can start saving 1% for retirement. Mm-hmm. And then you are saving for retirement. It changes the script in your mind. No longer are you someone who is putting off retirement. You are saving. By golly. <laughs> It's happening. And then you just increase it every, you know, every quarter or something like that. But you change it incrementally. Yes. Oh, so good. Thank you so much for sharing all of this wisdom. Where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? 
you can find me on my website. It's mybulletproofbudget.com. Um, there's free resources on there. There's I just dropped a brand new one about how as digital entrepreneurs, we can, it's like a four-step roadmap to financial freedom. It's so cool. Go there. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. There's so much juicy stuff in there. Um, and exciting. it's totally free. <laughs> um, there's blog posts on there. There's all kinds of resources on there that you can access, as well as my programs. You can also find me on Instagram. That's where I tend to hang out the most for conversations and DMs and things like that. And I'm at my bulletproof budget. Amazing. Yes, go follow Sarah. She's amazing. She can literally change your life. So go follow her. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much, honestly, for being here for your time. And yeah, I wish you nothing more, but more success, more love, more wealth, more happiness. <laughs> oh, thank you. The same to you. I love your podcast and what you're doing and how you are empowering women to just be more powerful in themselves. And that's yes. amazing. That's what we need more of. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.